Hello, hello, welcome back to Eco Chic. My name is Laura Diaz. It is so great to have you here today. There's been a lot of headlines lately around green jobs, and I thought we could all use a refresher as well as an overview of the new American Climate Corps program. Quickly, the American Climate Corps was announced in September of 2023, about two months ago, and the program that we're coming to know as the American Climate Corps program will be leveraging funding from both the Bipartisan Infrastructure Law and the Inflation Reduction Act, two exciting historic pieces of legislation that we've seen over the last couple of years looking to invest in climate infrastructure. So through this American Climate Corps program, these funds will be leveraged to most specifically engage young people in tackling the climate crisis through climate-related training programs, pathways, job opportunities. It's essentially an extension of the AmeriCorps program in education across the climate sector. But before I even get ahead of myself talking about the American Climate Corps program, I want to talk about green jobs because both of these will be big conversation points in the presidential campaigns of the next year. I have done a couple other episodes on green jobs, so I'll link those in the show notes. Those will have guests that are talking specifically about how to get a green job and the value in pitching yourself for different green jobs. But let's just start at the top. What are green jobs? Green jobs are kind of what they sound like. Green jobs are jobs in businesses that produce or provide services that are benefiting the environment or they're conserving natural resources in some way. Jobs that have a sustainability angle to them. These are also jobs where a worker's duties can involve making their establishment more environmentally friendly or making production processes use less natural resources, essentially efficiency around environmental causes. My friend Christy Drutman, who runs the Green Jobs Board and the Brown Girl Green podcast and platform, always says any job can be a green job. There truly is space for a sustainability angle in every single field. Very often when we're talking about green jobs in this context of training and funding more formal green jobs, we're often speaking about things like technicians for wind turbines or solar cells. We're talking about engineers that are focusing on clean cars, on electric vehicles. Those are all job examples specifically looking at renewable energy and making renewable energy more efficient and accessible to the public. If we're thinking about green jobs that are focused on resources, we could think about regenerative farmers, we could think about urban growers, folks that are specialists in recycling and reusing materials, architects and builders that are focused on green building and using sustainable materials for our built environments, our cities and our homes. And then there's also a whole world of green jobs that are focused on the social, political aspects of the climate crisis. So this could be, of course, environmental lawyers, environmental policymakers and lobbyists, as well as folks in marketing that are focused on sustainability. Climate journalists, climate storytellers, the people who are making sure that climate is at the forefront of our society moving forward. I want to acknowledge that I probably have some bias here, but in my understanding of the current economy, of the current discussions we're having, especially in the political sphere when we're talking about campaigns that are talking about green jobs, I think the value and need for green jobs has been pretty well established. We know that we can create more green jobs than traditional non-renewable energy jobs. Looking at our economy now, we know that renewable energy and sustainable materials are far, far more economical than non-renewable jobs, than non-renewable energy, than everything that we've associated with the traditional economy. I found a stat that might be outdated, might be higher now, but for every dollar invested in the green economy, three times more jobs are created compared to investing that same dollar in the fossil fuel industry. 
especially compared to renewable energy, fossil fuels have never been less attractive economically. They are wildly expensive compared to renewable energy sources right now. And it seems like the focus in traditional fossil fuel economies, communities, has really been in transitioning to clean energy. How do we train folks? How do we support an economic transition in a historical fossil fuel community? And we'll get back to that. But in that transition to clean energy, we have the opportunity to further invest in local economies. So this could be investing in individual jobs in building out an industry. I always like to paint the mental picture of a fossil fuel community. Maybe it's a community that was a coal community and they have a lot of land that is not necessarily usable right now for farming or for other agricultural activities. So it's hard to transition that traditionally coal field into something usable for the economy. And then we talk about people moving out of a community. How do we support the folks that are still there? How do we support the economy that's still in that traditional coal community? This opportunity to invest in local economies through renewable energy is an opportunity to build out jobs, especially for folks like wind turbine or solar cell technicians who may be using those coal fields. That's a great opportunity to repurpose that land. Similarly, as more and more people are buying solar panels for their homes, that means that more people need to be employed in that local area to maintain those solar panels. And I'll use the solar example again here as we see more and more commercial businesses investing in solar panels, for example, for their commercial spaces. You need more people employed at that company, at that commercial space that understand the efficiencies behind it, the economics of those solar panels for such a large business or for such a large space. So it's not just about jobs for the physical maintenance of the solar panels in this example, it's also for the logistics, for the running, for the long-term efficiency and maintenance. Something I think we'll also hear a lot about in the presidential campaigns regarding green jobs moving forward is that green job opportunities allow the growth and the stabilization of a middle class. That's been a big discussion lately, especially in the US. A very significant portion of green jobs or a lot of different types of green jobs are staffed, can be staffed with on-the-job training or specialized training. You don't always need to have a secondary degree or even a post-secondary degree to have many of the green jobs that we're discussing today. And when we talk about folks having more opportunities for training on the job, more opportunities to get into a job market, there's more opportunity to move up in that job, to earn more, to learn more, to better establish yourself in the community because you had access to job-specific training. Also on the topic of campaign conversations, when we talk about green jobs, there's very often a discussion about the value in transitioning to clean energy. So just at a very high level, as we zoom out as to why we need these green jobs, why we need to transition to renewable energies, Obviously, from the climate perspective, we're decarbonizing, we're emitting less greenhouse gases, which are largely powered by fossil fuel human activities. We've talked a little bit already today about the cost of renewable fuels compared to non-renewable alternatives. So transitioning to clean energy means lower fuel costs. And when I say fuel costs, I really do mean across the board, the cost to power your homes, to drive your cars there are gonna be lower fuel costs across the board as we continue to incorporate more renewable fuels. And then another hot topic is typically security and independence. So when we talk about transitioning to clean energy, we're also talking about energy independence. We're talking about energy sovereignty. There's going to be less reliance on foreign entities for fuel. That means less foreign debt. That means less support of political projects and visions abroad for the sake of ensuring our energy sources. That means the distribution and control of those energy sources 
are organized by the community that's actually going to be using the fuel. Quick break to tell you about Caraway. Cozy season is upon us. The holidays are very quickly approaching, and you know what that means. Really great food, sometimes some awkward family conversations, but there's never been a better time to level up your cookware. Making a lot of soups this season, I'm baking quite a bit. I really enjoy being in the kitchen cooking this time of year, and Caraway makes it so easy also to host this season. Their squareware set will help you roast your first ever turkey. You could make pancakes for 10 at brunch. They really do have you covered. Caraway Homes non-toxic kitchenware features a chemical-free ceramic coating so food can be prepared with peace of mind. No hard-to-produce chemicals will leach into your healthy ingredients. And so exciting, Caraway has recently launched their stainless steel cookware set, their most popular product redesigned in stainless steel to take your meals to the next level. I'm always talking about how easy my Caraway set is to clean. The ceramic surface is naturally slick, so you can use really minimal oil or butter in your cooking, but even better is the cleaning process. I promise you will cook more knowing that cleanup is such a breeze. Every time I have someone over, they're complimenting my Caraway set. I have the cream color. And if you've been looking for a sign to try out Caraway, this is it. Visit carawayhome.com eco to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive for our listeners, so visit carawayhome.com eco or use code eco at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. So let's zoom back in, switch gears a little bit on the American Climate Corps. And I feel what's so interesting about these discussions we've been having in recent years about green jobs, we're always saying that we need more green jobs, that we need more young people in green jobs, but there is very often not a clear training pathway for that. Sometimes it's just going to college and choosing a job after you get your environmental science degree. But there are so many jobs that can be, again, fulfilled more simply and more specifically by on-the-job training or training in general for green jobs. So when we say things like we need to invest in our coal communities, we need to bring these communities to renewable energy jobs, there really hasn't been a pathway for that to happen. I mentioned that the American Climate Corps will be funded through the Bipartisan Infrastructure Law and the Inflation Reduction Act. And I want to talk a little bit about how this is possible. So for example, the Inflation Reduction Act granted climate funding or funding towards climate-related projects, sustainability projects, to local governments. So those local governments, whether it's a county government, a city government, they're the ones deciding where that funding will be best used in their community. So the Inflation Reduction Act funding can be very specific. Community specific in how it is achieving climate goals. So extending that logic, the American Climate Corps will be working with tribal governments, state governments, local governments, as well as labor unions, nonprofits, private sector, philanthropic organizations, to really tailor that training for the green jobs necessary in that community. There are currently 10 state governments that have announced or started to establish their state-based Climate Corps program. So those being like state-funded and state-organized training programs. And now with the announcement of the American Climate Corps, five of those states are moving forward with, again, state-based Climate Corps programming as their implementing partners. Those five states are Arizona, Utah, Minnesota, North Carolina, and Maryland. Now moving on to that more specificity from the American Climate Corps program as a whole, I think something that's really interesting is that they've started recruitment for the American Climate Corps program. 
by just having folks express interest on the American Climate Corps webpage. And the signups from this webpage will inform how funding or how training is going to begin to start being organized. It's been said that there will be projects in communities and zip codes all over the country. And I think the inclusion of zip codes in the press release is really interesting. I think it really speaks to the specificity and like that community centric approach that the American Climate Corps is attempting to fulfill. And the overarching goal of the program has been said to employ young people and ensure high quality, good paying, clean energy, climate resilient jobs in both, again, the private and public sectors. Quick break to tell you about Babbel. If you look at internet search trends, there's never been more interest in learning a new language and that interest is only increasing over time. The fall and winter season is the perfect time to pick up a new hobby, just like learning a new language. And with Babbel, you start speaking new language in just three weeks, just in time to show off at the holidays. Instead of paying hundreds of dollars for a private tutor or pretending that you're learning with language apps that are basically just games, Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start learning a new language in, again, as little as three weeks. My favorite thing about Babbel is that it's really designed by real people for real conversations. They're helping you learn real-life conversation skills. If I'm traveling, I want to know how to order food, I want to ask for directions, I want to know how to speak to merchants, and I do not want to be consulting language apps while on vacation. The tips and tools you get from Babbel for learning a new language are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life conversations, and they're delivered with conversation-based teaching. There's a reason over 10 million subscriptions have been sold. Babbel is real language learning for real conversations. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners to get you started right now. Get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com ecochic. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash eco-chic, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash eco-chic. Rules and restrictions may apply. It'll be in the show notes. Now, I haven't seen specific offerings yet on the types of programs or the roles that are going to be offered through the American Climate Corps, but I think something that's really interesting is how broad of a net they're casting, so to speak. So the American Climate Corps is really going to take a comprehensive approach to tackling climate change. I said at the top of the episode that green jobs could really be in any sector. And it seems like the American Climate Corps is really taking that sentiment to heart. So some of the sectors that they've outlined as part of their American Climate Corps training programs have been natural and cultural resource and ecosystem restoration and conservation, urban agriculture, recycling and waste recovery, energy efficiency, clean energy deployment, weatherization, coastal resilience, economic development support for energy communities, disaster preparedness and recovery, fire resilience, and community preparedness and response. I feel like that is so many very different kinds of things that all play into the same goal. So I'm actually really excited to read out that list. I will have more info on this in the show notes as well if you want to look into these specifically. And I think something that's also really important about the structure of the American Climate Corps program is that it's a paid training program. Very often when we talk about communities getting more high quality and higher paying jobs, very often when we talk about stabilizing the middle class, they're not necessarily opportunities that folks can just go unpaid to develop those resources and those skills. So again, the American Climate Corps will be a paid training opportunity. I believe their first round will recruit 20,000 people. 
And by the time that those folks graduate from their paid training program, those graduates will have these skills for good paying clean energy jobs, climate resilience jobs. I haven't seen anything in the announcements about the American Climate Corps having like a job pairing opportunity. Like I haven't seen anything that says once you go through this program, you will be secured a job in X field. But I think that they're offering this as an opportunity to gain skills, of course, have a really interesting and robust part to your resume. And you're now so deeply qualified to have a pretty specialized green job. The reason I really wanted to talk about the American Climate Corps today is because I find that the more and more we have conversations about green jobs, the less I'm hearing about true pathways to creating those jobs, to securing those jobs for the general public. Again, this is especially in the context of presidential campaigns. We're seeing more and more candidates trying to lean into their passions, I suppose, like their passion projects, what are going to be the cruxes of their campaigns. And when we talk about clean jobs, when we talk about the green economy, when we talk about supporting local economies, this is a very clear understanding of partnerships, of how federal dollars can be mobilized to ensure that happens. I'll have more info in the show notes, including the press release that I pulled a lot of information from for this episode. And again, I'll also just have episodes in the show notes for green job seekers in general, really looking to pitch yourself to a green job. I'll also lastly say something that's really interesting to me about the American Climate Corps program is that I think that this can be a model and a structure for either more statewide programs, community-led programs, maybe the private sector or the nonprofit sector could create something like this to really tailor green job training to their sector, their needs, those really ultra-specific, community-specific desires and skills. And I'm a big believer in hyper-specific, community-specific climate solutions. I don't want to like get on a soapbox right now, but it's really, really difficult to talk about climate solutions in a very broad and sweeping way, which is probably one of the frustrations I have when we have climate solution discussions on the presidential campaign stage. Every region, every state, every community needs something a little different, and those solutions truly need to be tailored with what that community wants and needs. I'm glad to see through the language of this program, through more things I'm reading online about green jobs and the proposals around green jobs and the green economy, it seems like we are moving a little bit away from that blanket approach, that one size fits all, those sweeping climate solutions. But the more hyper-specific we can get more quickly, the better we'll be in the end, not just for the green economy, not just for us individual young people who are looking for green jobs, but really looking to transition to a clean energy economy as quickly as possible. I think I'm going to close this there. I want to continue this conversation on green jobs because it's something that I think a lot of us are really interested in. And I think that the conversation, especially around the American Climate Corps, will continue to develop in the next few months, definitely within the next year. And I look forward to seeing how the program begins to roll out. If you learned something today, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast wherever you're listening, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, whatever it may be for you. You can find me on social media. All of my social links are down below where I talk all about these things and more depth every single day, sharing little videos, sharing little infographics if you'd like to learn more about anything more specifically I said today. And you can sign up for our newsletter down there as well. The newsletter comes out every other week and it's a good recap of the podcast, of climate news, of fun recommendations. It's something that I personally really enjoy and I think that you will too. I hope you have a really fabulous rest of your day and I look forward to seeing you next week. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.